This is the Andrew Lake Podcast. If you are a regular listener of the Andrew Lake Podcast, please share your favourite episode, as this will help me find my audience. What you are about to hear is part of a series. Listen to the introduction episode for a full explanation and important context. There is something in holding yourself to something that you yourself have said that you should hold yourself to. There's something in creating something within your being and trying to hold it in place or live up to it or live out whatever implications that thing might imply or whatever you think it might imply. And there's also something in letting go of those things. There's something in recognizing that you've been laboring under them. And it might be the only way we can find what it is we're actually laboring ourselves over is by making things and then drawing a comparison and then seeing what else there is that is of these natures, that is of these things. And there are things that are simple. There are things that are, in some ways, so tangible. Like saying, tell me who is speaking. We can create this imperative and hold ourselves to it. And it really is quite simple. It really is benign in so many ways. Tell me who is speaking. Well, why are you asking that and not something else? Well, it doesn't matter. Choose any question, but stay with it and answer it. And a question, it seems, is more simple than an idea or a perspective or a memory or a collection of experiences that seem to be influencing how we continue to play out the occurrence that is happening now. But also there are comparisons, there are similarities that can be made. Tell me who is speaking. Well, that's just something to work with. That's something to bring myself back to again. That's something to contrast everything else against. And when I say work, that's a little bit tricky. It really is hard to say exactly what I mean by work. 
And that might be the secret to finding something more about the things that we labor under, that we put ourselves under, and the things that we labor under that we don't know that we put ourselves under. What does it mean to labor under something? What does it mean to work on something? Well, quite simply, it means to exert energy. It means to put an effort in. And if it's a question of energy, we can say, well, do we have a certain amount and then we spend it? Do we have to find more of it? Do we want more of it? Is there a way to waste it? Is there a way to misguide it? I've said for so long, there are so many ways that I've misspent my energies or had more energy than I've been able to deal with, more energy than I've been able to find ways to direct it at all, whether they're good or bad, whether they're productive things or self-destructive things. That's a separate issue. And it wouldn't be fair to say that we want no energy. It wouldn't be fair to say that we just don't want to have anything that we have to put effort into at all. And really, effort has a sort of negative connotation to it. You don't want to put effort in. You don't want to have to exert something. Effort seems to imply the expending of energy without necessarily a productive or desired outcome. Whereas work, well, work is effort, but it's also something else. Work implies that it's clear something will come of this, most likely something good. It's a proven track. It's a proven thing to work on. But these things within us, these abstract things like ideas, memories, perspectives, we don't work with them. We don't exactly consciously choose them. We don't exactly have them as things that we think are propelling us in a proven way to something that is clear. And I can't help but think that it's so easy to labor under things for no end, exerting huge amounts of energy for things that are completely delusional, totally delusional. And I don't exactly feel scared by that thought. I don't entirely believe it. Because there is also this thing that thinks in me that 
effort does have some end to it. Expending energy does somehow bring us to something else, something different. There's no really such thing as waste. I don't know what this means for how it is to have things that are causing pain or misery. I don't know what it means for emotional pain, emotional hang-ups. I don't know what it means for confusion or mental gymnastics, gymnastics of thought, tangles of the mind. But I do know that choosing something consciously to work on within the being, on your being, brings rewards. It brings change of a positive nature. And that is a separate skill. It is something that is requiring something that is not naturally inborn. And it's not the same as being driven for, say, a job or an action or a kind of work as such. It's an inner quality of holding yourself to something. And this is completely different to action. Saying, I'm going to work on some physical project or labor on something physically is very different to saying, I'm going to hold myself to a certain kind of emotional profile or a certain kind of thinking, a certain way of thinking. And we really must assess, well, what kind of thinking do we want? What kind of feelings do we want? How can we get back to those times when things were working well? When I say when things were working, just to confuse who it is that's actually doing the working. And it should be that at a certain point you do know what to do. You have at some point known what's required. You have known how to get yourself out of your slumps. And so the thing should be finding the conviction to remind yourself of what that's like. There is something in determination for the inner being. And I don't think it's as simple as saying, I'm determined to be happy from now on. I don't think that would work, which would seem to suggest that there are certain things that would work better than others. You would have to be selective for what it is you choose to work on, 
what it is you choose to hold yourself to. And you'd have to be careful in such a way knowing that there are things that wouldn't work, that wouldn't lead to a positive outcome, a good feeling, or having things happen in a pleasant way. Which in effect is what we're doing anyway. It might not be that we have not got enough conviction in our beliefs. But rather that we're just convinced by the wrong things. We're using that conviction for the wrong beliefs or the wrong ideas or the wrong sorts of memories, a wrong response to the experiences that we've had, and so on. And I feel like I'm holding it a bit at arm's length. I feel like I'm trying to explain something to myself again with just a little bit too much of a distance. So allow me to try and bring this closer. How do we bring this back to... Somewhere more personal, something more immediate. And I'd say it's a sensation. I'd say there is an eeriness to certain ways of speaking. And it's a bit tricky to really do it on cue because it is spontaneous. It's like, how do you be spontaneous on cue? How do you have charisma at the drop of a hat? Ready, set, go. Insight. But there is a feeling. It's a certain eeriness. I like the term eeriness. Like something is happening. Something strange. It's an occurrence. And it seems to be deepening somehow as things unfold. And it might be that... It might be that the thing happens only when I don't know. It might be that the thing happens as I only can stop trying to know. So how do I try to stop knowing? How do I try to not know? How do I try to find the next thing without trying to? How do I try to deepen something, strengthen something without touching it, without getting involved in it, without really doing anything? Well, I can trust that it will happen. I mean, it's happened before. Should I trust that it's going to happen again? And I could say, I can allow it to happen. Well, what does it mean to allow something to happen? Does it mean to know how you could stop it and then to not do that? And I don't know what would stop certain things from occurring, all this eerie kind of talk that I'm talking about. Maybe that's something that needs to be clear. What it is that I stop doing. What is it, what is it that I stop doing? What do I need to stop doing? That 
gets more to the point. That gets to something. That's a new arrival. What is it that I'm doing that I need to stop doing? That's a very different way at this than what do I need to do? Or what should I be doing? Or how do I hold myself to something? How do I really have a conviction for something? And it's quite tricky because the things that are successful or the things that function well when you've stopped doing certain things have a way of a functioning in your awareness that doesn't include the things you've stopped doing. It means that you don't know the things that you've stopped doing because they're not there. You're not doing them. They're gone from your awareness. And let me try and get this. Let me try and really, like really, I think this is something. This is something I want to work with. <laughs> See, now the, now the word work has a different meaning to it. <laughs> so let's... <laughs> so... <laughs> so let's get to work on the things that we shouldn't be working on. <laughs> let's get to work on the things that we're not meant to be... <laughs> it, whoa, what a... What a trip that one is. But really, I, I think I think this is something. I'm not willing to let this up. I'm not willing to let this up. Not even for laughter. I'm not going to trade this even for laughter. What are the what are the things that I need to stop doing in order to allow something for happen? Something to happen. Well, one thing might be to stop trying to control things. Stop trying to think things up beforehand. So don't plan things beforehand. I think I've been pretty good at that. I think I've done that quite well so far. I haven't really planned anything. So that one has at least been known in some way, but at least now it's much more tangible. And stop trying to put limits on anything. But these are all so broad as well. They're all so general sort of terms. Like, what does it mean to not try and control something? To try and accept it as it is? To let it act in its own way? Let it be its own thing? Maybe it means not to say what it is. Because that would be some kind of judgment. Which is all we're really doing here is we're just saying what is. We're saying what we're talking about. So how do you let something be as it is without judging it? When all you're doing is really talking about it. Which is just another way of saying judging it. You're just talking as a way of judging something. 
What does it mean to talk of something without judging it? How can you say something, what something is? Is that a kind of control? Is that a kind of limit to it? Because it depends what it is. In some ways it doesn't doesn't really change what it is. Except for maybe in this case of a human being. If you tell a human being what it is, it might actually live up to it. It might then go around with that idea and actually start to become that. 